Section 6 of Selected Letters of Beethoven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Victor Guerrero. Selected Letters number 26 by Ludwig van Beethoven has compiled and with footnotes by Dr. Ludwig Knoll and translated by Lady Grace Wallace. Letter number 26, footnote 1. To my brothers Karl and Johann Beethoven, Heiligenstadt, October 6, 1802. O oh, ye you think or declare me to be hostile, morose, and misanthropical. How unjust you are and how little you know the secret cause of what appears thus to you. My heart and mind were ever from childhood prone to the most tender feelings of affection, and I was always disposed to accomplish something great. But you must remember that six years ago I was attacked by an incurable malady, aggravated by unskillful physicians, deluded from year to year, too, by the hope of relief and at length forced to the conviction of a lasting affliction, the cure of which may go on for years and perhaps, after all, prove impracticable. Born with a passionate and excitable temperament, keenly susceptible to the pleasures of society, I was yet obliged early in life to isolate myself and to pass my existence in solitude. If I at any time resolved to surmount all this, oh, how cruelly was I again repelled by the experience, sadder than ever, of my defective earring. And yet, I found it impossible to say to others, Speak louder, shout, for I am deaf. Alas, how could I proclaim the deficiency of a sense which ought to have been more perfect with me than with other men, a sense which I once possessed in the highest perfection, to an extent indeed that few of my profession ever enjoyed? Alas, I cannot do this. Forgive me, therefore, when you see me withdraw from you with whom I would so gladly mingle. My misfortune is doubly severe from causing me to be misunderstood. No longer can I enjoy recreation in social intercourse, refined conversation, or mutual outpourings of thought. Completely isolated, I only enter society when compelled to do so. I must live like an exile. In company, I am assailed by the most painful apprehensions, from the dread of being exposed to the risk of my condition being observed. It was the same during the last six months I spent in the country. My intelligent physician recommended me to spare my hearing as much as possible, which was quite in accordance with my present disposition, though sometimes, tempted by my natural inclination for society, I allowed myself to be beguiled into it. But what humiliation when anyone beside me heard a flute in the far distance, while I heard nothing, or when others heard a shepherd singing, and I still heard nothing. Such things brought me to the verge of desperation, and well nigh caused me to put an end to my life. Art, art alone deterred me. Ah, how could I possibly quit the world before bringing forth all that I felt it was my vocation to produce. Footnote 2 And thus 
I spared this miserable life, so utterly miserable that any sudden change may reduce me at any moment from my best condition into the worse. It is decreed that I must now choose patience for my guide. This I have done. I hope the resolve will not fail me. Steadfastly to persevere till it may please the inexorable fates to cut the thread of my life. Perhaps I may get better, perhaps not. I am prepared for either. Constrained to become a philosopher in my twenty-eighth year. Footnote 3. This is no slight trial, and more severe on an artist than on anyone else. God looks into my heart, he searches it, and knows that love for men and feelings of benevolence have their abode here. Oh, ye you may one day read this, think that you have done me injustice, and let anyone similarly afflicted be consoled by finding one like himself, who in defiance of all the obstacles of nature has done all in his power to be included in the ranks of estimable artists and men, my brothers Carl and Johan, as soon as I am no more, if Professor Schmidt be still alive, beg him in my name to describe my malady and to add these pages to the analysis of my disease, that at least, so far as possible, the world may be reconciled to me after my death. I also hereby declare you both heirs of my small fortune, if so it may be called. Share it fairly, agree together and assist each other. You know that anything you did to give me pain has been long forgiven. I thank you, my brother Carl in particular, for the attachment you have shown me of late. My wish is that you may enjoy a happier life and one more free from care than mine has been. Recommend virtue to your children. That alone and not wealth can ensure happiness. I speak from experience. It was virtue alone which sustained me in my misery. I have to thank her and art for not having ended my life by suicide. Farewell. Love each other. I gratefully thank all my friends, especially Prince Lichnowsky and Professor Schmidt. I wish one of you to keep Prince Els's instruments but I trust this will give rise to no dissension between you. If you think it more beneficial, however, you have only to dispose of them. How much I shall rejoice if I can serve you even in the grave. So be it then. I joyfully hasten to meet death. If he comes before I have had the opportunity of developing all my artistic powers, then, notwithstanding my cruel fate, he will come too early for me, and I should wish for him at a more distant period. But even then I shall be content, for his advent will release me from a state of endless suffering. Come when he may, I shall meet him with courage. Farewell. Do not quite forget me, even in death. I deserve this from you, because during my life I so often thought of you and wished to make you happy. Amen. Ludwig van Beethoven Written on the outside To be read and fulfilled after my death by my brothers Karl and Johan Thus, then, I take leave of you, and with sadness, too. The fond hope I brought with me here of being to a certain degree cured 
now utterly forsakes me. As autumn leaves fall and wither, so are my hopes blighted. Almost as I came, I depart. Even the lofty courage that so often animated me in the lovely days of summer is gone forever. O oh, Providence, vouchsafe me one day of pure felicity. How long have I been estranged from the glad echo of true joy? When, O oh my God, when shall I again feel it in the temple of nature and of man? Never. Ah, that would be too hard. Footnote 1. This beautiful letter I regret not to have seen in the original, it being in the possession of the villain virtuoso Ernst in London. I have adhered to the version given in the Leipzig Allgemeine Musikalische Zeitung, October 1827. Footnote 2. A large portion of the Eroica was written in the course of this summer, but not completed till August 1804. Footnote 3. Beethoven did not at that time know in what year he was born. See the subsequent letter of May the 2nd, 1810. He was then far advanced in his 33rd year. End of letter number 26. End of section 6 of Selected Letters of Beethoven, as compiled and with footnotes by Dr. Ludwig Noll and translated by Lady Grace Wallace. Recording by Victor Guerrero.